Hello and welcome to Module 2, Lesson 2, Botany and Plant Families. Now this podcast I'm going to split down into two sections. Section 1 will cover botany and Section 2 will cover plant families because when I looked at it, it's quite a long lesson. So I thought we can do it in two separate bits and then you can listen to one bit, go off and do some something else for a while and then come back and listen to it. The other thing is the plant families one you may want to refer back to and not want to listen to the botany section again. So uh, I thought it best if we split it down. So we'll start and talk about botany. Now botany is the study of plants that we know and I've actually on the bottom of module two added a bonus lesson which is about basic botany. So if you're not a gardener or can't remember it from when you did biology at school there's a quite a simple basic botany lesson um, starting with the structure of a plant, looking at the structure of leaves, stems, flowers, fertilisation and then seeds and how seeds start and germinate so it, it takes you through a sort of basic botany lesson so <clears throat> we'll start with the person that is often seen as the father of modern ecology and modern botany Carl Linnaeus uh, was born in 1707 in Sweden and he died in 1778 he was a Swedish botanist physician zoologist and he laid down the scheme which has now become the sort of modern uh, plant taxonomy that we know. He was considered to be one of the fathers of modern ecology. So he was born in the countryside in southern Sweden and he grew up there and received most of his higher education at Uppsala University. In 1730 he starts to give lectures at the university and then in 1735 till 1738 he moved abroad and worked in the Netherlands where he produced his first edition of the Systema Natura. Um, on his return to Sweden he became Professor of Botany at Uppsala University and during the 1740s he went off to visit and journey through Sweden to find and classify plants and animals. During the 1750s and 60s he continued to collect and classify both animals, plants, minerals and produced several more volumes of work. 1751 he produced the Philosophy Botanica. Uh, this was a complete survey of the taxonomy system that he'd used earlier and he also included in it information about his travel and his journals and how to maintain a botanical garden. Then in 1753 he produced the Species Planetarium which now is internationally accepted as the first starting point of modern botanical nomenclature. Um, this book contained 1200 pages and was later published in two volumes. It describes 7,300 species so you can see the sort of depth of his work that he was doing in the 1750s. By the time of his death in 1778 he was one of the most acclaimed scientists in Europe. In your lesson or in your manual I've put two more links um, about him. There's one on Wikipedia and one on YouTube which are both very interesting to read so uh, if you want to go off and explore those press pause and explore those and then come back again 
So if we talk about botany, plant names, plant classification, as an aromatherapist, it can help you work out, if you know the plant family that the, the plants are from, it can help you work out the properties of the plant. And also if you can substitute one oil for another because it's from a plant from the same plant family. So Latin names may seem frightening, scary. I don't know if any of you did Latin at school. I didn't, uh, so it's no, not scary to me. Um, but uh, it's a true ally when you're learning about plants. It allows you to really work down and be very specific of the type of plant you want. Latin names are standardised all over the world. So whether you're in England, China, America, Spain, they all the plants use the same Latin name. So this helps work across the languages to ensure that you get the same plant. Latin was the languages of language of scholars and of learning. Um, it's unlikely to change, you know, so that's why it's used as a standardisation. So classification. <clears throat> Every plant has a unique name in Latin and the names are always in two parts. The first name is the genus name and it's always started with a capital letter. The second is the species name and should always start with a lowercase letter. Not always the case, but just it is how it should be written. The genus and the species name are always written in italic. So if we start with a lavender, the genus name is lavandula or lavandula, depending on how you pronounce it. And the species name is angustifolia. So genesis is lavandula, species is angustifolia. So a lavandula angustifolia is a common uh, la lavender. Sorry. You will then get in sort of speech marks after it, um, hidcut or maylet. Um, but that is then, we'll talk about that later. So <clears throat> you get three different types of lavender. So they're all lavandula, but true lavender is angustifolia. Spike lavender is latifolia. And lavandin is lavandula cross intermedia. So these you can see, they all probably look the same but they are different types of species from the same genus. So if we break it down a little bit more and we'll look at how we start and classify. So we start with the kingdom is the very first thing to start with. All plants belong to the plant kingdom and all animals belong to the animal kingdom and all fungus belong to the fungus kingdom. So this is where the, the distinguishing starts, where we start and separate out. We then go to a division. This is a slightly higher level still of classification and these, group, these groupings tend to be in dispute in every botany book you get a little bit different. So it's same with aromatherapy books. I say, find a book you like and stick with it. 
and then go with what they say so for using the divisions they tend to be the classification is a type of plant so an angiospermophyta is a flowering plant or a conifera phyta is a naked seed division so they'll be explained a little bit more later you then go to class so we've come kingdom division we're now going into class there's two classes in this and these are the monocotyledons with one seed leaf and the dicotyledons with two seed leaves now this depends on how they germinate if they put two two leaves out or one leaf at the first point so a monocotyledon will put one out a die will put dicotyledon will put two so we then progress down into the subclass And it's another class of grouping um, and it orders with increasing similarities so you know we then get the order this is a higher level of classification above the species genus and family is the order for example the plants of the rose family and the pea family have a remote pattern of similarity um, Therefore, the hydrangea, gooseberry, and other families all belong to the rose order. It's quite a difficult one to understand, but don't worry too much about it. Um, it will come, you know, it's one of those if they've got a remote similarity, they tend to get grouped together. Um, below the order is the family, these are the ones that you really need to know. Above this, you're getting quite into deep botany and deep um, division so and deep taxonomy, taxonomy levels so don't worry too much you need to know family genus and species really they are the ones that you are most interested in as an aromatherapist if we're looking at families we belong to the primate family so we belong with apes chimpanzees and orangutans um, there are major differences between us but we all have a similarity so and genetically we've got quite a lot in common so the family to which a lavender plant belongs to is a Labaceae which is also known as Lamiaceae as well <sighs> names get changed just to complicate matters further so it can be a Labaceae or a Lam Lamiaceae family other mem members of this family include rosemary, marjoram, sage. They tend to be a lot of the sort of medicinal herbs that belong to this family. So if we break a lavender down from the very top, so the kingdom is the plant, the division is the angiomo angiospermophyta, it's a dicotyledae because it germinates with two leaves, the subclass is the Asteridae, the order is the Lamiae, the family is the Lamiaceae, the genus is the Lavandula, 
and the species is the Angustifolia. Now you're probably well and truly confused. If you're looking at your notes as well, you will see that there is a hierarchy there on the page for you. So this helps you to identify a plant correctly and specify its Latin name. Sometimes in aromatherapy you get different Latin names but it's all the same plant which again can be slightly confusing but I tend to say stick to one and if you're fairly sure that's it go with that. So you then get your sort of subspecies which are shown as SPP so for bergamot you would get citrus arantium SPP bergamia because citrus arantium is the orange family and you will find all the oranges are citrus arantium whatever um, it's because it's a distinct variant it, because of bergamot is because of the geographical distribution you also get former which is shown as an F um, and this has little relevance in aromatherapy it just tends to be because of minor variations sort of colour of leaf flower or fruit or whatever you will get variety as well which is shown as var with a full stop you will see this in things like <coughs> excuse me palmarosa which is symbopogon martini var motia so this is a slightly different structure from um, some of the other subdivisions of its species. Next one to consider is cultivar. This name is non-Latinized and it appears with quotation marks which I talked about before. Um, so you will get Juniperus communis ibernica. Um, and it will be in quotation marks. This can be a person's name, it can be a colour. Um, you get a lot of roses that are um, Rosa officinalis and then sort of um, Gardener's Delight or um, I can't think of the rose at the moment, but um, you know, they have a specific name and this is in non metallic. So. If you've got a hybrid, it will be represented with a cross. So this plant is a result of two distinct species being crossed. Sometimes this is to give a better plant, sometimes it's to give a different colour, sometimes to make it resistant to disease. So Lavendula cross intermedia is a cross of two lavenders. The other thing you get within aromatherapy is CT, which is chemotype. So you will get Rosemary officinalis CT verbenone, Thymus vulgaris CT thymol, Thymus vulgaris CT linalon. And these are the difference in chemical compositions where a, a chemotype is a definite pronounced um, 
element in the uh, sorry I lost it for a moment there um, in the therapeutic properties so when you're using essential oils it's important that you can identify them so you should know the plant family where it's come from you should know its cultivar its variety its hybrid and its chemotype you need to be very specific when you're writing things like client records and case histories and also if you prepare research protocols about what oils you're going to use so they should have from family genus species and then any varieties cultivars hybrids chemotype information should be um, included there is a video about classification um, and you can go off and watch that pause this go and watch that if you want so i'm going to talk a little bit about division of plant life relevant to aromatherapy so you get the flowering plant division which is the angiospermophyta um, these see these grow their seeds inside an ovary um, which is in self it's embedded into the flower it is the sort of very improved version of plant reproduction again if you go and look in the basic, basic botany lesson um, this will be explained slightly better um, after the plants fertilized the flowers will fall away and this ovary this angiospermophyta um, will swell to become a fruit so members of the flowering plant division include most fruits flowers grasses broadleaf trees vegetables and seed pods there's then the naked seed division which is the conifera fighter which tends to be conifers um, these are gynosperms this comes from the greek gymno uh, meaning naked and sperma meaning seed so it's a naked seed division these are found in fossils they date back around 350 million years um, they differ from the angiosperms because there's no true flower during present during the reproduction seed pollen and seeds are produced in male and female cones respectively and then these are pollinated by the wind so the wind blows them around they pollinate together and things like cones with the wind they cause an air current to swirl around and catch the pollen in the cone so this is a trapping device a, a cone you know the sort of fur cones are actually some trapping device to catch the pollen in as the wind comes by and the pollen the cones are sort of aerodynamic so they match to each other so they can capture their own pollen after pollination the scales grow rapidly to cover the ovules and this allows them to mature into seeds and if you think about it it's a certain time of year you get a fall of seeds from the cones and you get a fall of cones as well members of this naked seed division include the seed awards the cedrus atlantica um, 
junipers, pines, cypresses and a lot of the sort of conifer type trees. So that's the sort of the basic difference in the seed divisions. So hopefully you will now be a little bit wiser about plant classification and a little bit about botany. As I say, we're going to talk on the next podcast about the plant families and be more specific and talk to the and put them more to aromatherapy um, use. But I thought this one may be something that you know we just do as a separate. Okay, so I'll speak to you again soon then. Bye.